Does your brand or business want to reach thousands of mums in Australia or around the world? Well, the best way to let them know about what you have to offer is to jump into their ears right here with us on the podcast. That's right. We are an independent mum-run podcast. And if you think your brand would enrich the lives of our DLs, or you just want your business shouted from the rooftop, slide on into our inbox and let's talk about how you can partner with us to get your brand out there. Yes, come and join the potty fam. Email partnerships at we don't have time for this dot com to talk turkey. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's so whingy. Whinge away. This is Whinge FM for a reason. So um, wait, can I just quickly say yeah. that someone wrote on the Apple reviews, they're so whingy. And I was like, duh. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I feel so seen. <laughs> okay, so our hairdresser went on mat leave. Selfish. Hashtag selfish. Maria, if you're a DL, we're cranky. What are you doing living your own damn life? Come back and do my hairs. Anyway, so I asked around for a salon, got a reco from someone who looks great all the time. Patsy, shouting out Patsy. She goes to this place. I'm not going to name and shame them because who am I to tank a business? Well, you just named and shamed our friend. She's fine. She'll be good with it. Works for her. Spent 430 bucks okay. on this blonde. Yeah, I'm learning that this is the norm. And as Maria says, you have four hairs on your head, so it's not like, you know. Oh, no. don't, don't look at me with pity. It's fine. Look, Frebsy, you do have fine, fine, yes, fine, fine hair. Fine is a generous description of my hair, but yes, I have fine hair. But it's beautiful. Sure. Anyway, spent 430 bucks, and first of all, look at it. It's like brassy, it needs a toner. It's already grown out, it's only been two weeks. I will agree on the roots not looking as fresh as they could. Like, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of dark roots. Yeah, did I need a root fade, or like, did they not go close? I don't know. Anyway, and my hair is somehow simultaneously dry and not freshly bleached. Mm. I'm pissed. Yeah. Anyway, whinge over, I'm a blonde. You know, I would have thought post-COVID that they would be out in hordes. And there'd be hairdressers just lining up going, roll up, come and get your hair, did. Roll up, roll up, come and get your bottom roots. Stop, stop. So anyway, you know I've shit on balayage forever. Back to balayage, baby. Like forced back. Welcome back, back to balayage. Yage, don't know where I'm going with this. It's kind of boy band, kind of daycare. Not sure where you're Kind of daycare? It's a bit like Coco Melon. Girl. Sorry. I've had a glass of wine. Because I don't know if you heard the ad before this, but we have a wine sponsor. We had to make content. So it would be rude not to drink the wine. So this could be loose. Yeah, you're a bit lit. Get lit. <laughs> Let's do it. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the Gram, along with my co-host... Revs from the TikTok. Hello, Revs from the TikTok. I'm not really, really from the TikTok. Yeah, but it's fun. I'm on the TikTok. I know, you're on the TikTok. Guys, go check out my fucking TikTok. Is our audience on the TikTok? Get on it. It's fun. I feel like it had its moment in 2000. No, I think there's a lot of creepers. Like, a lot of people have it to consume it. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people our gen or our demo yep. are making content. Right. But I am. I'm probably too old for it. You know what? Go check it out. Enjoy my pasta video, you know? Enjoy the things I make my child do on holidays. How are you? Well, I had Rafa's party. Yes, it was beautiful. It was a bit of a disaster. Okay, yeah. 
spill the deals in what you did. Well, deals, you know how I'm like the outsourcing queen? And I outsourced Rafa's entire party to a beautiful local Northern Beaches company called The Birthday Fairy. Second year in a row, fully dedicated, committed fangirl to that company. They basically do head to toe the party. Yeah, they rock up, unpack it, deliver it. And they come and clean up and take it away. And then they bail. Okay, (laughs) basically they're amazing. It's like the party was never here. Yeah, so come Friday, (laughs) I get an email from The Birthday Fairy saying... Just confirming the details for Rafa's party this Sunday. And I was like, come again? Her party's on Saturday. And then I thought, have I just had a brain fart? And it's actually on Sunday and I just forgot. So I actually checked my invitations to everyone, messaged a few friends and just said, hey, when do you think Rafa's party is? Pop quiz. It's my kid's party. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, all of them replied with a resounding, it's Saturday. And I thought, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. So what have you gone and done, Tommy? So I booked Rafa's entire birthday party on the wrong day. Yeah, and so you invited everyone on the Saturday. Yep. And you booked it on the Sunday. Correct, Amundo. And DLs, let me describe the tailspin <laughs> that happened. Oh, it was the spiral of the century. Now, I'm no psychologist, <laughs> but I have a little sense that it maybe wasn't all about Rafa's birthday party, but we'll get to that in a minute. But basically, the group chat starts going off. And it's like, guys, guys, I'm in a pickle. Guys! And I look at my phone, I've got three missed calls from Jim. And there's about six messages. Guys, guys, I've done... Oh my God, I fucked up, I fucked up. And it was like, what has happened? Open the group chat. And Jim's like, I've booked Rafa's entire birthday for Sunday, but I've invited everyone on Saturday. Well, do you know what I have a problem with? Is that my girlfriends in the group chat were like, don't worry, we'll go to Kmart. straight on it. Yeah, but... But, 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 I did not spend all that money on the birthday fairy to then go to Kmart and spend more money for a substandard version of what would have been her amazing party. Like, it just... Let me just, like, give you guys a little insight into my best friend, Chum. So, she's like, guys, I'm in a pickle. Here's the problem. Everyone else in the group chat's like, cool, we've got the problem. Let's get into solution mode. So, I'm like, okay, I'll make fairy bread. I can go buy a cake. Our other friend, Em, is like, I'm at the shops right now. Look, I found unicorn bunting. Our other friend's like, okay, cool. Let's just do a group message. Here's what you should say. Jem's silent for a while. Group <laughs> chat popping off with how we're going to fix this disaster. Then she pops back in 20 minutes later. Goes, Guys, I've spent a small fortune on this party. It's going to be on Sunday. <laughs> and we're like, cool. Great chat. <laughs> Look, I did say, love your dumpster fire friend, Jem. Hope you can make it. Finger cross, finger cross emoji. And would you believe every single guest but one was able to attend yes, on I Sunday? Who's got Sunday plans well, this when is, they've got young kids? This is what I realise. Yeah, no one's got plans. Young families are boring. Yeah, we're boring. <laughs> we are. We've got empty schedules and availability to attend anything yeah. at any time. Yeah. It just once again reminded me, reach out to your friends, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have barbecues together. Like you just need to remember we're all doing the same nonsense shit, yeah. which is sitting at home surviving, parenting children on a weekend. So yeah, so unbelievably 99% of my guest list yep. were free. Well, there we go. Yeah. It all worked out. It did. So you didn't need to spiral. I did spiral. What but did it trigger in you? You know what? Apart from your general everyday state of perfectionism, which <laughs> you just live with. Look, it's a problem. I'm working on it. <laughs> the thing that resonated with me the most was when you said, Jem, 
No one's thinking, oh, damn, I can't make that four-year-old's kids party. But you have to remember, DLs, if you've been following the journey of the lead up to Rapper's Party, there's a few episodes of that. So you can what go, a journey. Look, you can go back and listen because it's really, really not that exciting. <laughs> but I was debating about whether to have a party where she invites all of her friends from daycare, where you have that semi-awkward interaction with a bunch of parents that you don't really know that well. But it's for them. But it's for them. I opted for the, I'm going to invite my friends who happen to have kids yeah. vibes. Yeah. So I think it felt less of a four-year-old's party and more of like a... This is my party. M- well, reunion. Yes, I want to see my friends. And it was a reunion. Yeah, wasn't it? Was it was a lot of like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in ages. Yes. I had one friend drive in from the Shalhaven region. I had another friend drive in from Sunny Coast. So yeah. it was reunion vibes. And I think that's where the pressure came sure. in. It wasn't that you've been grinding yourself down to a pulp again with work, was it, Jen? Was it? Uh, <laughs> and that you were super stressed anyway and you dropped a ball and you were like, not another ball. Do you know what? It was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. Like it definitely You're was. living in a dropped ball pit. Basically. I really am at the moment. <laughs> it's exhausting. And, and I, the ball pit's full of COVID. You know, I promised myself I wouldn't be here again yes. this year, but let's not go into it because DLs are going to be like, oh yeah, you said you were going to take your foot off the accelerator well, this, this year. this will feed into my one I don't have time for later. Okay. But well, first. Yes. What do you not have time for? Oh, we're starting with me, are we? Yeah, start with you. Well, again. Because I've had a wine. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. Mama needs to sober up just a little before she gets articulate about what she doesn't have time That's for. brilliant. So you're, you're, you're sober. Off your you're, you're, you're sober. <laughs> so articulate. <laughs> um, as you know, the brand of the podcast is Winge FM. Is it? I thought it was we don't have time for... Oh, the brand. <laughs> oh, stop talking. <laughs> Rebs have another drink. <laughs> Did we mention that Peter Lehman's is sponsoring? <laughs> really good. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I genuinely do not have time to play with boys' toys with my boy. Mm. Do you care to elaborate, Jim? <laughs> yes, I do. Allow me to elaborate. Talk it up. Sorry, that was my job. Talk it up. <laughs> so Iggy's two, as we know, and his little personality's starting to shine. Oh, he's just arrived out of the blue. He was sitting in the corner pretending he didn't exist for such a long time. Yeah. And now he's like, sup, Iggy, in the house. Yeah. Here's my helicopter. You're not wrong. <laughs> and the curious thing about my boy, and we talk about raising kids as gender neutral as possible, blah, 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 blah. Iggy is exposed to all of Rafa's toys. So when Rafa was born, she had very few toys, yeah. just a few aesthetically pleasing wooden toys. A wooden rainbow mm-hmm. and a linen ballerina on the shelf. Yes. But cut to Iggy's start of life, there's all the nurturing toys you sure. could even ever imagine. So we've got babies. We've got... I believe they're called resources. Yeah, okay, resources. We've got dolls' houses. We've got... You know, Rafa's hard into nurturing. She just wants to raise people and nurse them back to health. All in her bedroom, okay? She wants to run a COVID tent. Yes. That's her vibe. Now, Iggy, despite being exposed to all of that kind of stuff, is still leaning into all of the gender cliches. Yeah, he's a cis hetero white male. With yeah, northern yeah, boaters. yeah, he really is. He really is. And he's got his mullet. It's so basic, Revs. Yeah. It all comes in the form of trucks, yeah. fire engines, yeah. buses, yeah. helicopters. I really feel it's the new parental disappointment when your kid's just a basic gender cliche. I know, you're almost like, can you be a bit gender fluid? Can you be a bit interesting? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so basic. You're basic. My kids are 
both basic. Isla was all bang on. We had the Frozen years. We had yep. the My Little Pony years. We had the unicorn phase. We had the ballet moment. We yeah. had all the things at the perfect time. And you always know your kids' basic when the size of their clothes matches the design. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when your kid's like hard into unicorns and they wear a size 4 and all the size 4 clothes have unicorns yep. on them. And you're like, oh, cool. You're basic. It, yeah. Yeah. And our kids are very basic revs. Yeah. You know, there was a time where Raph showed potential for being a bit of an outlier. Mm. And I got a little bit excited. We thought she's going to be a little bit of a Ruffigan, like climbing mountains and, you know, like scaling shit. Yeah. A bit, bit different. Yeah. Bit different. Two, two it is. Well, to this day, her favourite Paw Patrol is Rocky, okay. which is not the most... You really clutch you. Well, it's just not, it's not the most popular Paw wow. Patrol. Well, if she really leaned into the gender cliches, she'd be like Sky. She's the female pup. She's the pink one. She wears pink and she flies. And Rafa's middle name's Sky. Yeah. But no, she's into Rocky, okay. who's green and I'm pretty sure drives a garbage truck. And Congrats. I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. You be an outlier. You go with the underdog dog, you know? <laughs> but no, we're hard into tutus, ballerinas, unicorns, you name it, all that kind of stuff. Now, one thing that I've learned about myself mm-hmm. is that the games that Rafa plays, all these nurturing games, like I can kind of get on board. Like, tuck a baby into bed. Babe, she can tuck me into bed. Right. Can she swaddle you? Yes. Tea? Yeah, and she pretends to feed me milk and I just have to lie there. And then I'll be like, mm, the lights are too bright. And she'll be like, don't worry, I'll put your sound machine on and turn the lights off. Like it's a fabulous game. While you're there, Rafa, just chuck Netflix up. <laughs> Legit. Sounds great, right? Yeah, it's great. But with Iggy, Mm -hmm. it's literally this. (laughs) What the fuck was that? (laughs) What kind of car? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an SAS. Yeah, I said. Demonstration. Well, I get it now. And it's it's just, a at first I thought that that's a really fragile truck that's struggling up the hill. Um, but yeah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you could also go... You want to make it a W. Look, it's the blades, right? The blades. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the blades getting close to the ocean. My point is... I don't have time for it. I find it boring. boring Playing with that. Yes. Shit. There's no narrative. It's not going anywhere. So do you know what I've started doing? I've started playing with Iggy with his trucks in the way that I would with Rafa and her babies. Oh, your little truck's got a sore tire. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what's your truck's name? Shall we name it? And then instead of parking the truck, we go, oh, truck needs to go nine eyes. And we get a blanket and put it on the truck. I love Thomas the Tank Engine vibes okay. where you imagine that they're people. That I can get behind. You into that? Like forced to be into it because that's how... I guide the play because I can't sit there revs and just go meow and fly a helicopter and a plane through the fake air. (laughs) As opposed to the real hospital scenario (laughs) that you're setting up for Rafa to triage her children. Um, I question why you even play with any of your children at all. Why do you play with them? I don't play with my kids. That's bullshit. You do craft. Yes, I do do craft. Yeah, that counts as play, Revs. Does it? Yeah, working on their fine motor skills. I don't work on their fine motor skills. I tell them they're doing it wrong. I'm like, hey, hey, he went out of the lines and that is the wrong green. So that's why they're so talented. They got a tiger mum for a craft mum. I'm a tiger craft mum. You are. No, I don't play with my kids anymore. And they actually ask me, and they also straight up shame me. They're like, Daddy plays with us. You don't play with us. You just sit there on your phone. I'm like, you know what? 
because I am building your independent play skills and your game will be better without me. Oh, the shit that we tell ourselves to qualify anything. It's just the best. I love it. I don't have it in me, Jen. I don't have it in me to get down on the ground and play with my kids. How I play with my kids is like jokes. Or we play Would You Rather, or we have a fun new game called Family Pop Quiz. Once again, Revs, these all come under the umbrella of playing with your kids. No, because my kids would love me to get down on the ground and build Lego. No, not going to do it. Would love me to do a Barbie scenario. Uh Uh-uh, did that myself when I was a kid. Don't want to make your Barbies have sex. Yeah. You know, they want me to, like, play make-believe or... Be a Pokemon catcher. Oh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be behind I'm that. Like, there's an app for that. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Run yeah. along, add some screen time to your already packed schedule. <laughs> I cannot play with them. I, like, I'm happy to do jokes, dance parties. I still hang, yeah. do fun stuff, make TikToks, mm. but I'm not going to play. And I don't know if I ever really got down and played trucks because Ted had a massive truck phase because he basic. We've mentioned this before in the potty, but one of our girlfriends, Em, mm. I remember catching up with her once and I was like oh how's your day going and she was like oh I just spent the last hour crawling on all fours being a Paw Patrol pup and I was like why (laughs) would you do that and she's like oh because Alice wanted to play Paw Patrol and I was like I repeat why would you do that hella respect I'd do it for maybe 10 seconds and then be like I gotta cook dinner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I got shit to do. 2pm, mum. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. It's too much. It's weird because we've talked about this before. We are creative people. Yep. We went to drama school, you'd think. So why do we suck? Maybe it's just not complex enough for us. Do you know what? I reckon if we did a poll on this, mm. the majority of DLs would agree that they're not into, like, imaginary play with your kids. I reckon we could find a really well-researched cited article that tells us that kids are better off independent playing and that you should stay out of it. Revs, we know this about the internet. You can find any article to back up your echo chamber. Yes, which is what I would like. As I've told you before, I would like to consistently live in an echo chamber. Where can I find one? If anyone's got an article, slide on in. I'll put it in the newsletter. Independent play for the win, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all for it. I feel for you. It's boring. It is. It's straight up boring. Trucks are boring. Can't get into it. Ninja Turtles, they're boring. Fucking Pokemon, boring. <laughs> Not for me anyway. It's so funny. I was trying to tell Teddy the other day because he's so into making costumes mm. of his characters, right? I was like, hey, Ted, did you know there's a real life grown-up job where you get paid money to make costumes? And he's like, what? And I was like, oh, and if you're into that, I know a few costume designers. I can make introductions. <laughs> you can get some nepotism happening for you. And he's like, oh, my God, like that's a real job. I was like, it's a real job to design and make costumes. He's like, and then you wear them? And I was like... No, no, that's cosplay. Oh, he's gonna slide on down into the world of cosplay. Oh, if he finds cosplay on the internet, like life is over. I'll never get him off that iPad. It's his vibe, though. Mm. Yeah. Should I celebrate his cosplay? You know, I was talking to a girlfriend about this, where she's quite into gaming, and she was like, "Oh, I'd be fine if my kids got into gaming." And I was like, "Oh, it's a weird thing because I moved to Australia." with the choice to raise children in this very outdoorsy country. Like, I love the lifestyle. So in my head, I always equate, like, raising kids in Australia as to being sort of sporty, outdoorsy. 
Well, anything really, even ballet, just like getting out of the house and doing something. When I think about gaming, it scares me because it feels very... Vitamin D deficient. Massively vitamin D deficient, but also very soloist activity. No, I know you have the headsets, but it's... There is a massive virtual community. I understand that. Yes, like Instagram. But it really requires you being locked away in a room yeah, exactly. because you need all the gear. You can't like take all your virtual reality and your laptop screen down out. to a place with a nice view. Down to the beach. <laughs> Whereas you can take your phone, yeah. right? And just scroll on Instagram wherever you want in the world. But yeah, that sort of scares me a little bit. Yeah, it's probably just like you're not into it. So you don't want them to be into it because that's what we do. We project into our kids like, be like me. But yeah. now, achieve the things I couldn't achieve. Be a better human than me, because I guess we're wired. Well, it just makes sense now that you say that, why my friend who's into gaming was like, I wouldn't mind if my kid was into gaming. And I was like, okay, yeah, because it's your interests. A family member railed me about putting my kid on TikTok. And I was like... Ooh, really? Yeah, and I'm okay with it, though. Yeah. Because, I guess it's similar. I like making videos, Mm. making content. My daughter's super into it. She really enjoys it. It's something we connect on. It's creative. Yeah. If she's learning... The skills of storytelling and editing and copywriting. Is that terrible? Again, Uh, echo chamber, judge me all you want. This is what I'm telling myself because I'm like, oh my God, she's a mini me. Yeah. How flattering, (laughs) you know? I really struggle with any conversation about kids on the internet. I know, it's tricky. It's really It's a really tricky thing. And I've been asked it before. How do you feel about putting your kids on the internet? And I basically want to bury my head in the sand because if you really break it down, I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about it, but here I am doing it, you know? This is how we live. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's a modern world. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. DLs, bit of a segue to another topic. Revs and I got invited to an event today. Apparently, we're becoming event people, which is hilarious. Events are back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a post-COVID world and uh, people are frothing for events. And a bit of a funny story. You know how at events they have what's called a media wall? That's like the wall with all the logos on it that you stand in front of and people take your picture so that the sponsors of the event have their brand in your content. Yeah, and look, because Revs and I are kind of nobodies compared to lots of somebodies in an event such as his price line. Dominica from Maths was there and I was fangirling over yeah, that queen. Love me some Dominica. But uh, we were loitering around the media wall. <laughs> waiting for our turn. Waiting for our turn. Always and it, it was very awkward because it was like, do we get a photo? Don't, I mean, we can't, it'd be great to get a picture to sort of share on the podcast, Instagram, you know. Blah, blah, blah. But like no one was like, Kate, Gemma, come over. You know, no one Gemma, was... Gemma, this way. Kate, how's your makeup going? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> like no one's ushering us. No one knows who we are. No one Just cares. Tell us about our rapper's party with. <laughs> Not today, no comments. <laughs> So we just thought, fuck it, let's get a photo of ourselves on our iPhone. So <laughs> Revs and I positioned ourselves in front of the media wall and this guy in black walked past and we were like, oh, um, excuse me, uh, would you mind taking a photo of us? And he was like, on your iPhone? And we were a bit like, yeah, because we don't have a professional camera here. Yes, on our iPhone. And he was very obliging, wasn't yes. he? He was lovely. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a bit dithery, a bit lovely, you know, whatever. Um, took a few snaps of us. He even shifted the camera from portrait into landscape I for mean, variety's right. sake. He got some, us some, some options. Yeah, options, which is all you really want at this point. Next minute, we're in the media briefing. So we're in the audience sitting there. There's a stage. Prezo going on. Presentation, screens, there's an MC. You guys have been in a movie. <laughs> I don't know why. You've been in 
in a meeting before, right? <laughs> and uh, the host announces the founder slash CEO of this company. Special guest of the day. And up walks the stairs is the gentleman in black who I asked to take <laughs> to take photos of us up against the media wall. Like I have worn all black and a lanyard. He yeah, just want to be asked to take photos. He did look like he worked there. I was like, look, if you're a somebody, why aren't you in some sort of get up? Look, I kind of love that he was obliging. Yeah. You know, he wasn't surrounded by people who were like, no, no, don't you know that this is the founder of blah, blah, don't blah, you know blah. Who I am at this Priceline event. <laughs> But no, he was fabulous. Yes. He was really cool about it. But we were sheepish. We were sheepish and we felt very silly. We got the giggles. Yeah, we did. We did. We were like back row bandits yeah. on a bus losing our shit. <laughs> Just being naughty. Just embarrassing. So in conclusion, I think we should get rid of this idea of somebodies and nobodies. Yeah. And just be bodies. <laughs> Very profound, yeah. I don't know. I just had a moment where I thought, well, why is it silly that we asked him to take a photo of us? And why does it matter that he's a founder slash CEO? I don't think it does. Because we live in a status-driven world. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's we built on class. Yeah, we base importance on titles. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Do you know what I don't have time for, Jim? What don't you have time for? It's a biggie. Oh, I love a biggie. So... Is this the wine talking? <laughs> This is not a fireside DM. <laughs> I've been looking around lately in the last, I'm sure, since 2020, if you want to put a time frame on it. And I'm thinking, my life's falling apart, but I don't see anyone thriving, you know? Or do they look like they're thriving, but really they're dying? Well, everyone I know, no one's like love and life, you know? Everyone I know has some major struggles going on, has some battles, some demons, some tricky things they're navigating. And I thought to myself, is this like the season of life we're in? Or is it pandemic? Or is it just being in your 30s? Or is it having young kids? Or is it working and being a mum? You know, what is it? Like all of the above comes to mind, yeah. so if I'm honest. I was on the gram the other day mm. and I shared a meme from Queen Glennon. Queen yeah. Glennon Doyle, have a drink. I love a meme that hits. Oh, it just really hits. She said, this idea of mother as martyr that mothers have to prove their love by slowly dying, by burying their own needs and their own ambition and their own desires and their own emotions. This is just another way we get women to disappear. Don't take culture's definition of good mothering because all culture will tell you is to keep disappearing. What I decided is that a good mother is not a martyr. A good mother is a model, right? Anyway, put it up, shared it. Got a lot of people sliding in saying this, this, this. Yes. You know, this is exactly how I feel. Thank God there's words around it. All that, mm. you know, being the same stuff. So I put a little question box up and I just said, all anonymous, let me know. What is your biggest personal struggle as a woman or a mum right now? And cue landslide, I imagine. Cue the landslide yeah. of DMs thousands yeah instantly as well like popping off like my battery was draining yeah because i was just like so many people wanted to talk about mm. what their struggle was and there was a whole range of things in there there was definitely themes some major themes that appeared were pain physical pain oh that's surprising. It's but surprising but i mean it, i mean it makes sense it like, doesn't surprise me and it surprised me yeah well I, it's not something i'm struggling with currently so it wasn't top of mind but it was like endo pain postpartum recovery back pain what about postpartum periods Period i feel pain. like like I could talk about that till the cows come home. You know, all sorts of autoimmune problems, like like actual physical pain that women are dealing with, right? Yeah. There was relationship struggles, people in unhappy relationships and marriages, not knowing what to do with that because they have kids, 
mental health problems is a big theme, particularly partners' mental health problems. Mm-hmm. What about the work-life juggle? So this, I reckon 50% of people's tension yep. that they were dealing with was work-life balance, yep. you would call it. But work-life struggle, yeah. right? And someone put it so well, and I've heard this before, and it just hit... I'm doing a full-time job in part-time hours. Oh, ding, ding, ding. We can all relate to that. Yeah, I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages of things like, I think I'm just going to get fired every day because my kids are constantly sick. I can't do a proper full work day with pick-up and drop-off hours. Mm. When my kids are sick, I'm the default caregiver that has to come home from work, even though I'm the breadwinner. My boss doesn't have kids and doesn't get it. My boss has kids that are in daycare and doesn't get school hours. My boss doesn't get school holidays. Trying to run my own business while working in with care time, you know, sharing the mental load of blah, blah, blah. We've talked about it all a million times. Mm. We know what it is, right? I mean, we dedicated an entire episode to this, which was called I've Never Worked So Hard to Disappoint So Many People. Yes. And that lands with me massively because I don't feel like I've worked harder than I have in this chapter of life, but I feel like I'm doing everything terribly. Terribly. And everything's a reaction. You're never ahead. No. Nope. You're never like one step ahead or like in front. It's yeah. It's always like, oh, fuck, I'm late on that. Oh, I've got to pay that. Yeah. Oh, I've got to get that done. Oh, I've got to text that person back. Oh, I've got to call my mom. Oh, I've got to, you know. Yeah. Everything's a reaction. That's the vibe, right? Yeah. There was also a huge theme of enoughness. Like not feeling enough. Yeah, and this wasn't just about work life stuff. This was just like, I trust myself as a mum, but not as a woman. I don't know if I'm a good enough friend, wife, mother, blah, blah, blah. Oh, daughter, once. sister. Can't be good enough for everyone all at once. Like, just this such a load. And I had a few male friends slide in reacting to okay. when I was putting up these stories of other women. I was just about to ask this. I wonder if what men's responses would be to the exact same question. Well, I had three male friends slide in individually yep. and go, oh, fuck, I had no idea. Mm. And that was a theme as well. My husband doesn't get it. My husband had no idea. Trying to explain the mental load to my husband. All these things. Anyway, we get it. We've talked about all this stuff before. I don't mean to get dire and dirty in it. I put it up on Instagram so everyone could see, oh, it's not just me. Because for me, that's helpful. You know, when you get into a place where you're like, oh, just not good at anything at the moment, I feel it helps me to go, no, no, everyone's here. It's not me failing. Everyone's in the same position at this stage of life and the world above them. I have to admit, I have a similar experience where, you know, when you're willing to share your personal struggles and just from a perspective of a business owner, Mm. I find it really hard to be vulnerable because I'm scared of the ripple effects Mm. of how that can be perceived. And when you look at businesses, you want to invest your money in businesses that are running well, that are well-oiled machines. No one wants to spend money with a company that doesn't quite have their shit together. So I really struggle with that balance. And On Instagram, I shared that the thing that has caught me off guard the most was the back-to-back short weeks. Because of the two long weekends. We had two long weekends back-to-back. And honestly, like, it completely sideswiped me. All I wrote in a post was, not going to lie, as a small business owner, having back-to-back long weekends with short working weeks, plus having my kids home on a Tuesday, has been a real struggle and the relief of other fellow business owners and I'm talking a range of businesses from service to product-based businesses just being like feel your mama you are seen because on top of that which I didn't mention was school holidays and it's just relentless 
And you can't not take those long weekends because they're precious, right? It's family time. Well, I almost do it in a state of defiance. It's like, yes, I run a business, but I am also going to have this as a public holiday and I'm going to let my team have it off as a public yeah, holiday. I've got work-life balance and I'm nailing life. <sighs> I want, I, when I had my own business mm. many moons ago, I used to work public holidays. So did I. Because I was like, oh, I can get ahead. As in like, no one's on comms today. I can get all those emails done. Yeah. And when they come back, I'll be one day ahead. But yeah. does it last? No, it doesn't it. last. You get resentful, you burn out all the things. Yeah. Better off taking it. But what made me mad mm. about this conversation that was had online last night with all these hundreds of beautiful women in this community that we're lucky enough to be part of was we are all trying to individually fix a systemic problem. And what I mean by that is, so we're all in the same position, right? Everybody is struggling, but like, what is the solution? Well, I was just about to ask you because it's bigger than the individual. Well, Individually, we can't do it, but we... Part of the problem I yeah. think, is that we're like, okay, okay, my life's spinning out. I heard you do it this morning. Mm. You were telling me. Everything's too much. I'm drowning. I need to just... I, I, I need so to streamline I need to and streamline. simplify. So I'm going to get this. I'm going to do X. I'm going to do Y. I'm going to do this with my care. I'm going to do this with my partner. I'm going to do this with my household. I'm going to outsource it. Like, you individually are basically trying to solve the patriarchy. Yeah. And it's not going to work. No. We're going to keep burning out and we're going to keep spinning and we're going to maybe, like, get on top of it for a little bit. But then, like, it is a systemic societal problem, this having it all thing mm. or this being it all. I don't mm. even want to call it having it all because I don't know about you. I don't feel like I have it all. I just feel like I'm being it all, all the time, you know? Yeah. I'm being all the roles, all the time to all the people. And as we said before, and doing absolutely none of them well. But we need some, like, leadership, like Scandi style. Like Norway. What are they doing in Norway? They seem to do this stuff really well. Yeah. Or you Denmark. Know, or Denmark. Where, like, childcare is free. Mm. Or in France, school hours. What know, are they? Extended. So that you can drop your kid off to school but without any sort of before school care or after school care which just tugs on the mum guilt strings you go and do a work day and yeah. you pick up your kid and, and society works together for all those things to happen mm. you know if I want my kids to go to before and after school care it does eat into my salary and it does make my work less worth going to you know we've talked about this before it's always worth it if it's an investment in your future and blah blah but I've got 11 years left of school mm. in my life it's a fuck ton that's a long time yeah and an, a long investment in myself and career life beyond that so it's going to be $120 a day for my kids to do before and after school care that's like daycare and I can't do it no so what's gonna give you know sorry to jump in no, but I've been seeing it and maybe it's just down to the people that I follow but I've been seeing a little bit of a trend of we should be so celebrating women resting mm. instead of celebrating just the career woman the doing it all having my shit together wear my busyness with a badge of honor people yeah. look how much i'm achieving yeah. look how much i'm doing look how much i'm putting out onto the internet mm. for you to see and actually we should be celebrating women choosing self-care or yeah. choosing moments of stillness in their life and pausing and pressing pause and being like yes you should rest like and sort of pushing this idea of let's make this a trend you know but, so, but, but, I can yeah. stop you there because Why? like you had two days of rest yeah. that you wouldn't normally have and it added to your stress it added to your pile it made things harder it backed up no but I guess it needs to be long term it can't yeah, just yeah. be short term long weekends yeah. like I mean chapters yeah. of rest and I think there's a definite systemic issue where we don't feel like we're allowed no. to rest and we don't give it to ourselves you know I talked a lot on the podcast last year about how much I suck at self care mm -hmm. I know I need to look after myself mm -hmm. more I know I need a break I will talk about it theorize it mm -hmm. idealize it mm -hmm. but 
do I actually follow through with it? No. The one thing I have this year, I will say, is Pilates. What is self-care to you? Because self-care has been consumerized. Definitely. And, and it's, it's like, we think it's all face masks and bubble baths. Yeah. It's not that. Is no. It? Wait, I think we're learning self-care no. is deeper than that. Much deeper. What's your self-care? I think one of the big shifts that I made in my relationship with Hubs was chalking up a bit of, well, you get to do this and I get to do that. I think... Hubs wanted to put his head in the sand a little bit about it all and just be like, oh, no, 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 like we're 50-50. And I was like, well, no, actually, if I write this out, the amount of recreational time you have versus what I have is so far from being balanced. So let's literally divide up the week. And we give each other a morning each. And there's, there's a whole episode where I talk about this, but it's been life-changing in that it's reduced the squabbling mm. between us. And of, any kind of resentment that might build. Yeah, because he was, look, he took liberties. He was going surfing every morning. And then I found myself handling the kids every morning. And I was like, this can't continue. And I had to develop a hobby. Like, it sounds completely absurd, but I couldn't justify, oh, no, I want my thing to be sleeping in yeah. because it felt unproductive, which mm. is completely absurd. Absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. I should be allowed to use my mornings how I want. Yeah. And if you need more sleep, which you do. Yes. You then need I more sleep. Yeah, but I want to get to a point where I take it without apology. Yes. And that's what I'm working on. Mm. You know, I went to a wedding. Well, I didn't go to a wedding. I was shooting a wedding a couple of weeks ago. And one of the groomsmen, I think he was the best man, he got up and he made a joke about how I'm sure you've all heard about the mental load of motherhood. My wife certainly told me all about it. And I thought, good. And I actually went over to his wife and I was like, yes, the motherhood mental load. Like, I'm so glad to hear a groomsman yeah. in front of 130 guests. Yeah, that language is in the lexicon. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. there's an awareness. But the hard thing is, as a woman, I feel like we're the generation that has to nag yeah. until it and lands, educate. until it gets in and it educates. And that in itself is exhausting. But do you know what? I'm willing to do that mm. for the sake of the next generation. That's very selfless of you. I get real ragey. I know you do, I but I feel like rage. but I feel like rage is unproductive. Yeah. So I'll experience moments of rage where I go, fuck this. Like, why am I the one organizing Rafa's entire party? Yeah. Like my husband wasn't stressed that it yeah. was booked on the wrong day because he didn't do any of the booking. He's like, ah, it, yeah, and he was like, oh, babe, like, you goose. You know what I mean? You know, and I was like, shut up. But like, oh, you know, none of that stress that you talked about me spiraling fell on him. Mm. He literally just showed up to Rafa's party, which, yes, granted it was outsourced, yeah. but I still had to manage that yeah, booking yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. I get it. It's just, I'm kind of just sick of handing out trophies to men, though, for doing the basic 50 50 work we had this chat this morning oh my gosh so revs showed me this video that i th- I don't know if it was on reels or tiktoks irrelevant but it was a video of men it's like a class for men to learn how to braid their kids hair that had beautiful nostalgic sweet childhood memory-esque type music over the top and it was all these men with mannequins with wigs and they're learning to do these sweet little braids and revs was raging i was raging yeah. I was like, first of all, oh, you get to learn on a mannequin, a mannequin that sits still and doesn't say, ow, mommy, ow, and then move around and want to look at the TV or go and get a toy or whatever. Like, okay, first of all, already easier. How are you going to go when you've got a moving human target? Second of all, they had beers. How nice for them. 
Third of all, if, look, this is good. We want them to learn to braid hair, and if they get to drink a beer, great. Who's looking after the moving child while they're at a class learning on a mannequin? I never got to go to a fucking class with matching wines where I learned how to clean a foreskin and have an hour off. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like we're making all this space and all this room for them to, like, be better. But, like, we're not afforded the same luxuries. We just have to work it the fuck out. No, we're not, Revs. You're right. We're not afforded the same luxuries. But celebrated. Can you imagine a reel being created about mum learns how to cut a sandwich and put it in a lunchbox in a heart shape to magical music in a class We're drinking a fucking margarita it's not going to happen and there's not going to be millions of men in the comments section going oh my god this is amazing what progress clap 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 emoji okay. a mum learnt to make a sandwich revs take a breath no <laughs> This is where you and I are quite different because Revs wants the world to change yesterday and I understand the steps of progress. Now, you use the word progress. I am the smart one. Look, I'm just more patient than you because, yes, it's frustrating as fuck as women where we're like, are you serious? Are we seriously applauding men for, like, learning how to braid hair? It's something I've been doing every day. And I can hand on heart sit here and say my husband has never done my children's hair. We've even mentioned on the podcast we made a joke that if either of us died, for God's sake, can we please make sure our daughter's hair is done because lord knows our husbands wouldn't do it but let's not be those people that shit on that because if you shit on that then people go oh well we won't share this content and goes oh well fuck like yeah what do you want and i think that's not everyone No, but it's exacerbating. And I know from the female side or in any industry that I've worked in, it's like, what more do you want from me? I'm damned if I do, I damned if I don't. Like we sit here and we complain that men don't do hair and then they do hair and post a video and then we resent that. Like, fuck you, I've been doing this forever. But for me, I'm like, it's progress in the right direction. Like if a young boy saw that TikTok no. and went, men do hair. No, like, no, but... But if a young boy saw that TikTok, he wouldn't be like, men do hair. He's going to think that if his dad just does hair. If he sees that TikTok, he's going to think, oh, I can have social praise if I perform I, no, no. learning how to do what women have done for centuries. No, I disagree. I don't think they look at it with that much dissecting of, oh, you get praise yeah, and people... Like, no, I disagree. Lives. If you just saw that video and it was just in your feed, yeah. I think it normalizes no, it. I think it tells you that you can get social praise for doing something that you should just fucking learn how to do in your own time anyway. I bet all those men were signed up for that class by their female partners. I bet they didn't volunteer to go. I Look, maybe they did. Not all men. <laughs> Producer Liv sent around a video in the group chat for our work podcast, right? And she was like, this enrages me similar vein it was like a sexy tiktok of a guy doing a channing tatum style dance because he was unpacking the dishwasher and the caption was like want to turn on your woman and he's like unpacking the dishwasher yeah i had a sense of humor failure when i saw that and i was like no you want to turn on a woman fucking get good at sex fucking make some ambiance put on some music wine and dine her find out what she likes get good at fucking cunnilingus don't unpack the dishwasher that's just being a domestic partner that's not sexy that's not turning anyone on that's just doing your fair share it just says that we've got a long way to go my heart rate's up my watch is just leaping at me my heart rate's up (laughs) look i've been known to say it on the podcast when we first started i find it attractive when my husband's helpful around the house 
I don't think he feels the same about me. I don't think he sees me unpacking the dishwasher and he's like, yeah. Oh, actually, he would jump on and go, I disagree, babe, because you're bending over. Mm, yeah. yeah. But my point is, let's not... Let's not shit on your fragile egos. No. We need progress to progress. No, but let's just not shit on progress in yeah. any form. Yeah, because I would rather progress than none. Yeah, true. If they're the options... Let's inch towards progress. And the producer in me is like, and this is a good place to end on a positive note, but the rage in me says, and then we let them just get away with this inch by inch and it's going to take too long and the revolution needs to start today. Look, you never know, okay? Our podcast might be helping fast track that a little bit. I know there's a lot of women who have slid into our DMs and said, I played this episode for my husband. Yeah. I've also had a few women slide in who have said, my husband loves listening to the potty too. He finds it educational. Well, good. Yeah. Like, I know our audience is predominantly women and then we've got three male listeners. I feel like maybe we have more than we let on. Okay, what's our secret? Like, lurkers. Yeah, yeah. Please, at the moment, we know of three. If you're a male listener. Or slide if, in. If your male partner listens tell make, us make yourself known i want to see a face i want a bumble profile yes not to, date them, not to date them it's all good but just like i want a profile i want to know where they are how old show us their face how many kids how many kids what's your stitch how many men are we really talking to yeah it's true. instagram tells us it's like one percent <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably rounded up oh it's a delicate dance I know, we're I all know. working through it yeah. and do you know what i like that women are demanding more from their cishet partners yeah, and I think it's really important and I say this to my husband all the time sorry babe yeah. this is who you married yeah. and this is the world we're in now yeah. and thankfully for me he's accepting and understanding and willing to learn but I know that not everyone has that with their partners and sometimes their partners meet them with responses like oh my god stop nagging and whinging yeah. And again, nothing productive comes from that. It's just going to end up in an argument. And some of us don't have partners. And so we sit in our wine rage solo. <laughs> Jem's nodding like, yeah. yep. <laughs> what I love as well, Revs, is that your standards, I mean, you probably have impossible standards, <laughs> which is okay too, but that's progress. And I've got Teddy to influence. You know, Teddy is going to be a spectacular domestic partner. You know, I often think about this. Mm-hmm. I... I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to raise a son yep. in the world that we live in. Absolutely. I feel like I'm doing it for the sisterhood. Yeah. Not even just the sisterhood, but just to put a good male human out there yeah. into the world. I love that my son sees his father do 100% of the domestic load now yeah. when he's with him because we are both single. Yeah. So he is doing all of that and he's witnessing his dad do all of that capably in fact, thriving. Yeah. Know? And I think that's amazing for my kids, both of them, to yeah. see their dad in that mode. And then they see me in that mode. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I love that Hubs's domain is the kitchen and my kids see him and only him make dinner, pack lunches and put the dishes away. And they see you go to work, babe. They do. And him. <laughs> do you know what's funny? <laughs> when I left for the event this morning, Rafa's like, Mummy, where are you going? Because the mommy, event... Mummy, what are we 
Legit. She's not used to seeing me so scrubbed up. The event was aggressively early. Mm-hmm. I will say that. We had to leave at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. to get there. And as I was running out the door, Rafa said, Mummy, where are you going? And I said, Oh, darling, Mummy's working today. And she said, Oh, are you going to Daddy's office in the city? <laughs> and I was like, Honey, I work every day just at home. Yeah. It just happens to be at home. That's yeah. where my office is. That's where I like to be. Yes, I'm often in my pajamas and UGG boots till three o'clock in the afternoon before I decide to put pants she on just again. Think you're sitting at the dining table playing reading eggs. Probs. I need to uh, adjust that perception of me, really, yeah, don't I? I? Think you do. Anyway, let's talk about some shit we can buy. Yes. Yeah, well, spawn. Oh yeah, run it, baby, run yeah. it. Well. Well, it's funny because you said, let's talk about some shit we can buy. Mm. My not spawny for this week is a Netflix series. Hear me out. You know how I recommended Beer Cartel Mm -hmm. subscription and heaps of people cut sick for that because they were like, yes, I don't know what to get for my husband. He's impossible to buy for blah, 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 blah. The other hit that I mentioned was any sort of series that you can enjoy with your partner. Yes. Um, we all need things we can watch with your partner so you feel like you're having a moment of connection even though you're both chill. Correct. Yeah. And I've mentioned before that my husband has very specific tastes in yep. shows and I have the opposite. That involve foreign policy or survivor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I found a show that can be enjoyed by both men and women okay. together. But bear with me. Mm-hmm. It's called Drive to Survive. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. I'm. I can see your eyes glazing over. You're I'm like Drive to Survive. It's about Formula One. Okay. I'm walking <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. You say Formula One, and women just go, oh, yawn. I know. Mm-hmm. I once attended the Formula One many many years ago in 2012. Mm-hmm. I was invited when I worked on Neighbours. What a wasted opportunity. Yeah. I was like, what is this? All I'm hearing is. Like we heard at the beginning of the show, not your back. Not my back. But Drive to Survive mm-hmm. on Netflix mm-hmm. is possibly one of the most brilliant docuseries okay. I've ever watched. And the reason is because the storytelling of each of the characters in F1 is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And there's something really beautiful because they don't shy away from the vulnerabilities and the pressures Hence the title Drive to Survive. But they also go into the politics and they don't patronize you by being like, this is how Formula One works. With every episode that goes on in season one, you are learning about how Formula One works and the rules through the character journeys. Okay. It's very, 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 so very a, clever. It's a human driven story. It's a character driven story okay. for sure. Right. First and foremost, at the heart of but it it's all. A but it happens to be about the world of Formula One. Okay. And honestly, guys. Guys, I didn't give a shit about Formula One. I couldn't care less about it because it's had so many awesome reviews. And my Mm mum and my sister-in-law, Marley, were like, you need to watch Drive to Survive. And I was like, hate F1. And they're like, no, 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 no. Give it three episodes. I binged it in 24 hours. And DLs. 
there's four seasons. You know when you love a show and you're like, fuck, I finished season one. When are they releasing season two? I've just finished season three. Oh my God. I'm actually genuinely sad that I've only got one season to go. Fun fact. You're saying I, but are you watching all this with us? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, right. You haven't okay. streamed out ahead of him. I have. Okay. <laughs> okay. My ex and I had a rule we were not allowed to do that. And often it's me raging at hubs for going ahead yeah. because I'm known to fall asleep on the couch yeah. at 8 p.m. at night. But he has been really busy with work and I've been like, I've got to keep going. Sorry. I've got an insatiable <laughs> thirst. But a little fun fact I wanted to share with you. Since Netflix launched this series, they have had a 60% increase in Formula One viewership. Oh, the actual Formula One. Not the in-person event, watching it on live oh, TV. Wow. So it's really done good PR for Formula One. Enormous PR. Okay. And look, season one is the purest season in that because it's a brand new show, Netflix get access to all the midfielder car races. And this is what I actually... So not Ferrari or Mercedes, who are the leaders in the industry in season one. And I actually love hearing about the underdogs and how hard it is to try and what they call podium, which is first, second and third, obviously. But anyway, what's... Not obviously. All right. You didn't... That didn't (laughs) land? Jem has her sparkly eyes on, which means this is a good show. Honestly, thank you, Rev. she could do a whole special app. Can I... (laughs) I just have one last thing to say. What's even cooler about it is that when you get to season two, suddenly Ferrari and Mercedes, so the leaders in Formula One, allow Netflix to shoot them because the show was so successful. And I went, ah, Mercedes and Ferrari, suddenly you're not too good for this Netflix docuseries. And they pull the curtain behind their whole business. But what I love is is it's a real no holds barred kind of docuseries where you feel like anyone who's in it really doesn't have editorial control because sometimes it's not very forgiving Uh of certain characters and brands. Cool. Yeah, super cool. All right. Anyway. Drive to survive on Netflix. Oh, that was a long rant, but I... I just fucking love it. We will put the link in the Bestie Bulletin. Please give it a go. Please give it a go. I know it's not like Bridgerton. Bridgerton. I know you didn't like season two. We know. Not enough sex. Yeah, not nearly enough sex, but I still really enjoyed it. But we've talked about Bridgerton. Revs, revs, revs. Hit me with your nuts, band. I've got some sunglasses, y'all. Love me some. Oh, are we still triggered? Oh, oh, I needed to buy sunglasses because mine was stolen. DLs, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, Rev's had a fantastic story about her sunglasses gate yeah, <laughs> situation. Sunglasses gate. An eight-year-old stole my Ray-Ban. Rude. Anyway, so I've been on the lookout for a new pair of glasses. I did consider just buying the same ones again, and then I was like, nah, boring. So I did a little scout around. Had my ear to the ground. Yep. Renee Bard, our friend Renee. She. <gasps> I feel like I know what sunglasses yeah, you're about she to recommend. Totally influenced me. Yeah. Backed up by the fact that then the good mum was wearing them on the weekend, and I was like, sold. Yeah. There's this particular style of Lovelu. The brand's called Lovelu, right? Lovelu. I love this brand so much. They've combined the cat eye and the square yeah. styles that are both in trend right now into one shape frame. There's like five colors. Yep. They're super nice. They're so good. I got them in black, black. Yep. And like a tortoiseshell Sort of taut, sort of beige. No. Oh, the burgundy one. Yeah, they're like maroon. Oh, kind of, with a bit of a tawdy vibe. Yeah. But anyway, 
super cute. Yeah. They arrive really fast. And I thought they were quite reasonable. Yeah, I was going to say the price point is good. Yeah, that means they're still spendy sunnies. Like, they're not $30 sports girl doobalacky. No. But, you know, very happy. They came in really nice boxes with little cleaning cloths. It was a really nice treat yourself moment yep. of my week. And I recommend. I have to back you up on that. Love Lou Shades. Love Lou Shades for the win, y'all. I'll put it in the newsletter. What a great Speaking not spun. If you're not on the newsletter list, getting all our not spunnies, the things we're reading, the things we're eating, the things we're talking about, the things we're watching, and the things we're fighting about, why not, guys? Why not yet? Revs, I gotta say, newsletter list sounds very vanilla. It's oh, called Bestie, Bestie Bulletin. Bulletin. Tonight on the Bestie Bulletin. It's brilliant. I love the Bestie Bulletin. I get excited when it lands in my inbox. I have a little scroll through, bit of a shop around. It's fabulous. Or don't shop, you know? Or just enjoy Revs's beautiful graphic design. Oh, yeah, just enjoy a bit of design. But we put in articles that we're reading that DLs have shared with us. We put in what we're shopping, what we're cooking for our kids, what I'm cooking for our kids. And we also do some shout outs for some local small mum rum bizzers, which we always like to give a little shout out. Anyway, where can they sign up, Chom? There's a link on our Instagram page. In the highlights. Yep. It's called Bestie Bulletin. Go check it out. Well, DLs, next time we're back in your ears, it will have been Mother's Day. So we hope you have a wonderful day celebrating you. you. Don't lift a fucking finger. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't want to spend Mother's Day with your children, that is more than okay. Yep. You are allowed a day off your children. In fact, I think that's almost the best gift you can give yourself this Mother's Day is to have a break from being a mother. And obviously sending huge love and hugs to everyone who this day looming and this day arriving is really difficult for. If you've lost your mum, if you have a difficult relationship with your mum, if you are trying to become a mum, if this is a tricky time for you. We are wrapping our arms around you. And we hope you take care of yourself. Yeah, and take a moment for that special mama in your life who is perhaps missing on this special day. Yeah, if you need to put a boundary down, you do that for yourself too. Absolutely. We love you all. We love you. Take care and we'll be back in your ears next week. Bye.